Hey, 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 everyone! How are you doing? Thank you very much for coming back to Fascination Street, episode number three. I know, three episodes. How cool is that? I never thought I'd even do one, but guess what? I'm at number three. <laughs> Hope everyone's doing really, really well. And again, thank you so much for coming back and always supporting. It's uh, really, really appreciated. Right. So where do we start this week? Um, it's got to be. The story that's still rumbling on about, you know, the New York Times March 22nd fraud report released into the Atacama uh, humanoid. Uh, there was a uh, a good radio show this week, which was Carol Rosen, and uh, she was featuring uh, Dr. Stephen Greer, and it was entitled The Urgent Special Stanford Atacama Cover-Up, and that was on American Freedom. Um, basically, it was all to do with whether or not there's an academic corruption thing going on here. Now, as you can imagine, I mean, anyone that's seen Sirius or knows Dr. Greer's work, um, anything from that point on, we were all amazed by it. We were all amazed when we first saw it. I mean, just to see this tiny, tiny little dude, or dude, as, uh, <laughs> as is reported. And there it was. I mean, it did not look human at all. I mean, look at the skull. Look at the tiny, tiny, tiny little feet. I mean, it's not normal, is it? And for them to turn around and say, you know, there's like all these different genome deficiencies and one's led to another. I mean, surely if that's the case, I mean, it can't function or it would not have even been able to make it, you know, to that age where they were purporting it was, what, eight years old? I mean, you know, it's... it's I don't know. I don't know how to feel about the whole situation. I mean... I've spoke to some people um, which, are, which are quite high up. I've had private conversations uh, through direct messaging, etc. And, and we all seem to be at the cusp of all thinking that something's got to come to a head soon. I mean, there is a total paradigm shift right now going on. A lot of this stuff that's coming out. And people are starting to see through it. Okay? Everything we thought we know, or everything we thought we knew... We don't. And I think it's the same with science. I mean, they want more science to back up science. But if the science you have isn't good enough and it fails already, then what is the point of falsifying it with other science? I don't know. Maybe you need to go right back to the beginning, look at standard practices and everything like that from right at the start, and maybe rewrite everything we thought we knew from there. Um... A couple of bits that I picked up uh, during the Carol Rosin uh, show. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to go into everything. I mean, I've got a couple of quotes here, like from the first hour, which I thought was I thought was pretty cool. But for me to sit here and reel off nearly two hours worth of Greer said this, Greer said that, Rosin said this, just go over and watch it, please, because it really is. I mean. Greer stated that Gary Nolan, he had a PhD in genealogy, immunology, and he actually reached out to him right at the start with the story that, you know, he'd once had a, you know, an extraterrestrial experience and he was really, really interested in working with the, um, the Atacama humanoid. And, um, you know, I mean, Greer also quoted the experiments were done under forensic chain of command. And during the early sort of like preliminary, like, bits and pieces, Gary Nolan had discovered that there was a 10% DNA not match to a human. 
So you think 10%, I mean, that's quite a lot. When you think that a monkey is 98, 98.5% DNA matched to a human. Yeah, there it is right there. I mean, but yet it looks like a human, shaped like a human. It's got all the little human bits and pieces going on, but yet of a 10% difference. I know it's 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 pretty. It's yeah, it's unusual. I mean, I don't know what it is. Every time I talk about, it, I go off into a little daze, and I just think about this little thing that you know was once alive, once walking around. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a dad. I don't know. You just kind of see something tiny, and you just want to like pick it up, hug it. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, um, Greer also said that there was an unnamed. Anonymity seems to be the way to go right now. An unnamed world-renowned gene expert and claims that the peer report should have had a zero grade due to no controls and no proper analysis, thus for labelling it junk science. So, there you go. Something else that Greer picked, uh, said was um, the New Republic printed a paper saying 14 of the most important referenced medical papers in recent times never made it to peer review and were rejected but yet, all the junk science made it. Everyone should be worried. That is quite quite a worrying statistic. 14 of the most important referenced medical papers in recent times never made it to peer review and were rejected. But yet, junk science made it through. Yeah, that's something to think about, isn't it? You know, I mean, what what were these what were these other things? What were these reference medical papers? What what were they? You know, could it have been something that could have, I don't know, been absolutely revolutionary, life changing? I I don't know, but yet they were kicked out the way for crap. That's the only way you can put it. Now, I don't know about you, but within my own family. I mean, there's disability, there's people that are genuinely very, very ill. And to think that one of these papers could have been something to help them. It's beggar's belief. And if you're not angry, you should be. Because this is bad. So, something else uh, Greer quoted, uh, tweet, uh, quoted even, uh, was between October 2012 and 2013, before Gary Nolan had done all the research, um, he'd, he'd done a 180 degree turn, and by the time Sirius came out, he said it was a pawned human even before he'd run all the studies, and he'd reached his conclusion already. So there you go. Very, very, very weird without a doubt. Um, I'm not sure how much of this is actually available um, on Fruit uh, Greer. I mean, I know myself, I've, I've received a few emails from, uh, from the Sirius uh, website itself. So I don't know whether or not it might be an idea to head over to SiriusDisclosure.com and see if there's anything else added there or anything like that. But yeah, it's... Um, it's mad times, people. There's a, there's a lot of lot of madness, a lot of weirdness going on. And I also think it's also getting to a point now where we're starting to realise that not everything is as it was. Um, over the weekend, 
Um, as most of you know, I am an avid Jimmy Church fan. I get up at three in the morning to listen to his show at a UK side. And over the weekend, I managed to get a copy, or rather a copy, I managed to listen to a stream of his Coast to Coast show with Emery Smith. Now, for those that aren't sort of down with everything, Emery Smith was working with Dr. Stephen Greer at the time um, of the whole disclosure thing going on with the Atacama humanoid. In fact, Emery did help out in the, um, the medical procedures. Um, and since he's come back on the scene and that, I must admit, everything that he's gone on, I've been quite impressed. I mean, the jury was out to begin with because he rolls in and, you know, I'm a guy on the run. I'm and I thought, oh... Right, here we go. Here we go. Is this someone else that's planted? Are they put in the way or whatever? But yet Tuesday night, uh, Jimmy Church had him on the show again. And uh, one of the first questions that Jimmy asked him is, uh, Hey, um, are you a CIA asset? And Emery obviously denied it straight away. And that was a really poor Jimmy Church <laughs> imitation. I can't get that. How does Jimmy Church get his voice that? Hello, hello. No, I can't do it. So um, we started off with that. Anyway, I digressed. So listening to the coast to coast thing and everything always seemed rosy and great. But then all this weird stuff started happening. There was noises and certain words and bits and pieces. And it, it was really, really, really weird. Now, on the Tuesday show of Fade to Black, Jimmy addressed this and he said, you know, this was going on, that was going on. And some of the things we heard, but there was also a lot of um, users that were either listening to podcasts or bits and pieces that could not hear it. Which, again, was really, really peculiar. So, um, yeah, very, very weird. So I listened to, to the whole of the uh, episode of uh, Fate to Black. It's actually episode 832, if anyone's interested, and it is of Tuesday, April the 3rd. Now, I, I actually own the um, actually own the podcast um, app that they actually have, which is available on your Android store. It's only a couple, couple of pounds a month to have, but it is so worth it for everything that you get. And I'm glad that I did, because... After the show the other night, again, there were some sound anomalies. Now, I listened to the show. I used uh, my cell phone, uh, which is a OnePlus. I was also using some Skull Candy in-ear buds. And as I went through, I recorded 25 different sound anomalies. Some of them can probably be explained. I imagine probably some of them can't. But up until then, I'd never noticed anything like that. But it always seems to be whenever Emery is about. Coincidence? Hmm. I'll let you think about that one. So, Jimmy asked, should the paper, the peer paper, have been released of uh, Dr. Nolan's uh, final findings on the Atacama humanoid? Emery said, yeah. So I sat and I thought, well, that's that's a bit of a weird thing to say for a medical expert that was that was part of the part of the procedures and that, and someone that knows that it's not all as it seems. 
And em Emery has the evidence to back this up. And I'm sure at some point, if this if this goes totally sideways between him and Dr. Greer, they've got more than enough evidence to slam it down and be like, there you go, guys. Fake science. So with that in mind, I mean, Jimmy Church said to Emery, you know, that he'd run clean. He hadn't aligned himself with any side. He hadn't stayed, even though he still has a relationship with Dr. Greer or he'd had one in the past or whatever, he hasn't nailed his colours to either side. I mean, he's worked with Gary Nolan in the past with uh, with uh, sorry the serious movie and he'd worked with Greer as a medical professional. So, um, yeah, it's uh, weird. And then um, Jimmy Church went on to quote something else which was in the Carol Rosin show. That uh, Rosin show, sorry, and it was that there was a uh, Greer had basically said that there had been a CIA connection between To the Stars, Gary Nolan, and the Atacama uh, humanoid uh, test, and uh, he believed that there was a CIA influence that pushed it out to the uh, the mainstream media for To the Stars. So there's there's a lot there's a lot at work at the moment. There's there's a lot at play and. I mean, if any of you follow me like personally on Twitter, you'll you'll see recently that I've put out a couple of tweets that have been very, you know, where are we going with this? These are mad times. Where are we going to end up? What's going on? And I think it's getting to a point where people now are just no longer stupid. They're not prepared to accept it. And they're not prepared to have the rug pulled from underneath them. And I think the people that have been keeping the secrets for so long now, I think they've been busted and I think the game's up. But yet, they still think we're stupid. They still think we're these dozy, docile human beings that don't twig onto what's going on and whatever's put out we believe. I mean, seriously, how many people sit and watch the news? I used to be an avid news watcher. Sit in the evenings, watch the news. Blah. I would not waste my time sat watching mainstream media now. I really wouldn't because... It's just lies, and I'm at that point in life, and I think whether or not it's the fact I've become an awakened human being or not, I just can't tolerate the lies and the BS anymore, and I can see straight through it. And I just wish more people would kind of wake up to it as well, because honestly, it's so thick you can almost smell it. Anyway, I've had my little rant. I've gone through that. I've gone through what's kicking about at the moment. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a little break. And when I come back, I will be introducing you to my son. Cheers for listening. And welcome back to Fascination Street, episode three. There was a poll that went out earlier on this week on uh, my Twitter page and on the Fascination Street uh, page. And... I wanted to know what you wanted me to do for my next episode. So there was a choice, there was superstition from all around the world. I wanted to see whether or not we all had the same kind of thing going on, or whether we didn't, or what was cool. What were... And then the other one as well, obviously a lot of you know that I'm a sailor. So around the coast where I live, there's a lot of stories, and there has been many, many folklores for many years of ghost ships, which I thought would be good. But then... I put in a third one, which was a bit of a wild card. <laughs> and it was to do an episode with my little boy. Now, you didn't disappoint. 
you pick possibly the hardest one out of all of them because I can't research that. And if any of you have small children, you know for a fact they are unpredictable. So when they say to you, never work with children, never work with animals, I think there's probably a little bit a little bit of truth behind that. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce my little boy. His name's Mika. He's nine years old and he's he's pretty cool for his age. He's not your usual boy. He um he also, like his parents, has a bit of a taste for the unusual, don't you, Mika? Yes. Yeah? Yes. And what's one of your favourite things? X Files. You like the X Files, don't you? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Well, we recently got into watching the X-Files again. We haven't seen the last season yet, but growing up in the 90s, um, myself and Sarah, we, we were we were fans. Not together at the same time, because obviously we didn't know each other, and that would just be silly. Um, so we, we thought, okay, we'll get the whole box set again, episode, uh, sorry, seasons one to nine, and we start reliving them, re-watching them, going through. And then this little person kind of managed to make it in to the lounge and they started watching them as well. Yeah. Since then, he's become quite hooked. But due to the fact that around the family table, we talk quite freely, myself and Sarah, about things that are going on around us, our, our influences and our UFO community, family, etc. It's... We, we, we took very open and we've never hidden anything from Mika at all and we never will do because at the end of the day, you know, these children are our future and they, they, they will be leading the charge long after we're gone. So if they're educated in the right way and they have an interest in it, let's do it. Let's, let's teach them. Let's, let's let them light the, light the way for the future. So, can you remember? Who are the two main characters? Scully and Mulder. Yeah? Yes. And do you, can you remember what organisation they belong to? FBI. Very good. <laughs> I'd like to point out he hasn't been trained at all, have you, Mika? No, no. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> and what's, what is Mulder's... What's his name? What's his, what's his funny name? What do they call him? Um, Spooky. Spooky Mulder. Yeah, buddy. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. So just to fill everyone else in, at the moment, we only got to season one. And we've replayed season one and replayed it again. And for some reason, we haven't progressed onto season two yet. But we're going to get there. I mean, Mika, Mika definitely loves the X-Files and he likes the FBI kind of angle at it and that I mean do you know you, you know you know what an X-file is right yes it's basically something that can't be explained yeah that's right a case file that can't be explained using normal techniques methods and stuff like that I mean they've tried everything with their little cotton wool buds and <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they've run it through the scanners and they can't work out what it is right <laughs> yeah yeah right okay so do you know anyone that's FBI um, John D'Souza. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> John D'Souza, he was the original X-Man. Yeah, baby. And that's awesome. And how do you know about John D'Souza? Um, because you and Mummy talk about him a lot, and Mummy's a big fan of him. That's right. Mummy's got all of his books, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah? 
Yeah, no, John De Caesar is a bit of a dude. And what radio show did Daddy first hear him on? Um, you heard him on Jimmy Church. Yeah, that's right, I did. And it, ever since listening to him on there, I was just, yeah, this guy is, this guy's cool. He really, really, really is. So, what is your favourite episode of X Files so far, Mika? Um, Ice. Do you want to tell us a little bit what it what it's about? Um, it's basically where um Scully and Spooky Mulder. Yeah, <laughs> you like plus, that spooky bit, don't you? Plus um Fox Mulder. Yep. Um, they go up to Antarctica with some um people. Yep. And they find out what's going on up there because there's something that went on because um. They got this radio technician yep. with um, this tape, and basically, this man was sitting there, very hurt, uh-huh. and he said, we are not who we are. Well, I'm a... telling you, we are not who we are. Wow. So, what what were they? Were they like penguins or something? No, they're basically these people, yeah. and he um, killed them all because they were in his area, so then... When this guy came along, they started like fighting. Uh, 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 what, like proper butt. fist fighting, or were they using pillows, or what? <laughs> no, they were fist fighting and oh, like nice. kicking some butts. I would just like to point out, okay, I'm not, I'm not promoting violence to my child. Okay, there's nothing like that that goes on in our family. I know we're all a bit unusual, and we're all a bit weird in our household. <laughs> There is no promotion of violence here. It's just a situation that's occurred in the show. Sorry, Mika, carry on. And um, basically, these guys yeah. also like committed suicide because they were up in Antarctica and I think they couldn't you know, stand living up there anymore. They went a bit crazy. Yeah, it went crazy. Really crazy. Yeah. That's not good. I know. We don't like crazy, apart no. from one, the good crazy. One, um, like... Got killed by a revolver and then one got killed by a normal gun. Oh, nice. Well, normal pistol. <laughs> wow, okay. Thank you! Wow. Alright, so what What was? Well, what else was making these people crazy? Was there anything else or was it just the fact that they were miles away from home and no miles one loved them? Miles away from home, basically. Yeah? Mm. And what about the worms? Oh, the worms. Uh, you want to learn about them now? Well, I don't know. I mean, I've seen it. But I'm I'm pretty what sure some of the listeners may not have. What kind of like learn do you want to do? Like where the host one or? Yeah, t- just tell me about the worms, mate. Well, basically, these worms were found in um, people's body because um, it is there was a crater up there half a million years ago. Right. Up in Antarctica, um, probably this is not real. Or something like that. Well, um, well, I don't know, because, you know, knowing what we know and speaking to John D'Souza, because, you know, me and Mummy talk to John D'Souza, yeah. some, and some of the things on there, I mean, he told us exactly what X-Files to watch out for, because mm. some of them are very, 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 very true indeed. Oh, are they? They are indeed. Did you not know that? Yes, I did, actually. Very well scripted, son. <laughs> very well scripted indeed. Okay. Right, so... We're back to the worms. Yeah. So, what you're saying is, is while they're up there, they're all going a bit crazy, yeah. and some of them have got these like attack worms inside them. Yes, and um, 
like when Scully and Mulder went up there, um, yep. the dog attacked him because when they, you know, put him down for these thing, yep. he had these black marks on him. Really? Yeah. Whereabouts were the marks? Right under his armpits for the dog. And um, then they found out that he, um, there was like blood all, not a li- lot of blood, but yeah. just a little tinsy bit on his um neck. Wow. And then suddenly this thing crawls and like this lump, this lump appears and it what? It's, for example, you've got this person or this toe walking on your um thing inside. That's what it is. Yeah. So, like, it's this lump moving around. So, so what you're saying is, is you can see this thing. Yeah. And it looks like an undercover toe, but it's really a worm. Yeah. And, um, Bear, well. Who's Bear, dude? Bear is their, um, plane driver. And oh. he got bit by the dog. Right. And he went to go and bandage up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he fell. Right. Because um, he was obviously in the toilet, so he fell on the toilet. Oh. And um, then he looked under his armpit, because that's where he got hit. Uh-huh. And he had the same spots. Right. And then when he went out, um, the person that went with him, I don't know his name, yeah. um, said, then suddenly... um. Well, the spots are gone, and he's gone. Is this is this something to do with these guys killing each other? Really? Yeah. Is and it, he must have said yes. Are, are the spots exactly the same on each? But are they are they in a shape or anything? Or they're in a little circle and right. they pop up. Um, and, it, and it's always in the same place every time. Yes. Oh well, wow! I think that's pretty mad. Let's have a look under your arm. Lift your arm up. No, you, you're good. You're good, buddy. You're good. But that's cool. No, that's that's really good. So, are there any other of the X Files from season one that you've really enjoyed as well? Is there I... any? Is there anything that you've learned? Is that, I mean, I tell you, let's, let's keep it simple. <laughs> what are your other favourite ones, or do you do you have any other favourite ones? Well, I can't explain its um, name. Yeah. But it's this dude. Right, yeah, and he is basically called Tombs or something. Oh, I know the yeah, one. Yeah, the Tomb. The guy who's like over a hundred years old. Yes. Yeah. That creepy one. That was pretty weird, weren't it? Yeah, it's kind of like um an ancient reptilian. Yeah. Yeah, that was that. that no, was that was that was a good weird. one. Yeah, and what he used to do was he used to like get into these places like through tiny little gaps, didn't he? Yes. And then, He's like a shapeshifter, but yeah. instead, um, he can basically go down little tiny chimneys or um, vents. The air vents, that's yeah. right. And that's how he got about in that building, weren't he? He went yes. through like the air ducts and that. The air vents. And what happened was, every time they went to this crime scene after, yeah. their livers were removed. The, the livers were removed from the victim? Yes. Wow. And nobody really speaks to them for a couple of minutes. Right, right. And this guy was in his department, obviously, yep. walking around to get his stuff, and then his presentation didn't go very well. And then the dude came up, and um, as he went into his room, because it all turned dark in there again, yep. he got locked in by the dude, and basically 
he um, the, like had a little wrestle with him, but then he had you telling me he had a man wrestle. No, um, and <laughs> stop <you> smiling. <laughs> <laughs> and um, when the finished, yeah, um, like Tombs broke the door, so like it was all snapped into like pieces, but he was still standing. Yeah, and um, they looked well. Well, they didn't look because when. Um, the video camera went in. His cup yep. was all spilt. Yep. But instead, it was pouring down with blood. Oh. I know. And then when the paperwork, it had some blood on it. And then you could see blood on his neck. Wow. And it was very weird. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But as I say, that that one, I can't remember the name of it, but I must admit, I really like that one as well. Mm, because also, um, where the level was removed, there was no touch marks there, except from the air vents, because there was a little mark. Oh, you mean the fingerprints? Yeah. Right, right. And they compared them, because obviously they needed to. They were exactly the same. They were 100% match. So what about another one? Um, Maybe the one where... Let me think... They go to the airfield. Oh, that one. I found that one quite weird. Because, um, obviously, uh, Mulder and Scully yeah. went there. Mm-hmm. Because they they saw these lights moving around. In, For example, a Z. A Z. Right, yeah. Oh, you mean like flying like quick zigzags, yeah. like really, quick, really quick. Quick zigzags. Yeah. And... You're driving straight, yeah. right, up, yep. and then they do, for an arrow, they just straight down, go down again, and then they do these really crazy stuff. Right, but just then, to let you know, as as you can't see what he's doing at the moment, he's doing a zigzag and then kind of a quick dash up, a quick dash down. In fact, he looks like he's trying to conduct an orchestra, if I'm honest with you, but... <laughs> 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 but you're good with it though, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, so yeah. So where, where, where are we going from there then? And then um, this big bright light and then these two people come out and then um, Scully says, that's not UFO. Who's, who's the two people? They're just strangers. I don't know their names. Was that the, the boy and the girl? Yes. They, they were just out there to yeah. like listen to some music and yeah. smoke some cigarettes. Yeah. If you get and what this I mean. Big, big light comes out of nowhere. Yep. And then Scully says, "That's not one of those." Wasn't was that the big triangle? No, 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 no. No. It was um, you know where they were standing up on that hill. Yeah. Yeah, there. And this big light comes to them. Oh right, I'm with you. Yeah. And then obviously Scully says that, and yep. then it isn't that. She sees a helicopter. Right, right. And because of the security, that's happened. Mm. And then, um, obviously, they've started running after the guys and yep. the lady. Um, then they got them. So what, they're, be- they're being chased away? Yeah, they're being chased, basically, away. Yep. And um, then, after they've had their dinner and then gone home with... Spooky Mulder. Because Mulder took him out for dinner afterwards, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And then they went away from Spooky Mulder and um, and Scully. You love Spooky Mulder. (laughs) 
but yeah. I also like Scully as well. Stop it. <laughs> People think that I've been teaching you really, really bad things. <laughs> let's keep it calm here. Yeah, let's. this is a family show. <laughs> and then, um, basically, then they told Mulder all about what they saw. Yep. And then he went out there because he they showed him where they were chillaxing and all of that. And then he said, how much where the air bases is? Mm-hmm. And they said, almost 10 miles. Oh, is this the bit where he decides he's going to break through the the, uh, yes. the fence and then make yes. his way to the, to the hangar? And they said to him, "Yeah, didn't we um, tell him that there's landmines there? But there wasn't really. And then when Mulder got to the um, airstrip... Then suddenly, this, like, UFO comes out of nowhere and, like, it don't adopt him or anything. And he goes, wow. And then suddenly, these policemen come after him oh, yeah, yeah, in the yeah. car. The and security then he starts dudes. running. Camo dudes. Then, yeah. Like at Area 51. Yeah. Hey, camo dude. Yeah. And basically, then they surrounded him yep. and obviously strained him, put him to sleep and all of that. Yep. And then they went to the base mm-hmm. and then they put these eye drops in him and then they put this thing up his nose. Oh, is that the thing to yeah. clear his memory? Yeah. So he doesn't remember that he was there? Yeah. But what about the bit where they're taking him through the hangar? Remember what, what's yes. going on behind that curtain? That big, well, big curtain? Well, basically, behind the bu- curtain, yeah. it was the UFO that he saw. Yeah. And um, he went, he was like, very half asleep. Yeah. And he saw it and he was just like... And then he fell to sleep again. And then um, after that, um, Scully came out of her room. Yep. This is obviously in a different kind of place, not yeah. there. No. And um, basically, then he she saw the man that she met up with. Oh, that was that was the guy. He was pretending to be a journalist, wasn't he? Yes. Hey, what are you doing here? What can I help you with? What do you know? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and basically then when Scully quickly ran to his car yeah. and locked it, yep. he saw a gun there yep. and he saw a um, badge yep. and he worked with the hangar people and he was a level two. He was a level two security dude, weren't yeah. he? Yeah. And then Scully finally um, found out that and then he broke the glass mm. and then obviously she got out of the car and said... Get in that car and tell, um, turn on that radio and tell me where Mulder is. Wow. And then obviously that all happens and then they go to the um, airfield and then she says, keep the car running, keep the car running and get out. And I, and then she did it, obviously still pointing a gun at him mm-hmm. because just in case he makes a run for it, then Mulder comes Obviously, in a military car. It's that like, like one of those little old Willy's Jeeps, yeah. weren't it? And basically, what happened was um, when he went past the um, man, the man said, whatever you've seen here, you haven't really. Wow, that's, that's quite a good one, weren't it? Yeah. So, you know, like, obviously, some of these X-Files and that are all real. Yes. I mean... What, what what do you think about UFOs? Do you do you think that like they're from Earth, or do you think like 
they're from they're they're extraterrestrial. What do you think personally? I mean, not well, not an X Files take on it. What do you think? Some of them, I would say they're real. Some they've gone loopy with. So some of them are like ours, yeah. but they're like advanced aeroplanes that we don't know nothing about. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's 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 a pretty fair pretty fair assumption. But also Mika. like the made up ones, I think they've gone a bit over loopy with them. Well, we don't know because the thing is, is we've never seen anything like that. Whereas some of the people that are going to be hearing this, there are some people I know that are going to, that will listen to this, and they actually are experiencers. They they have seen UFOs, like Jimmy Jimmy Church. He talks about his green chrome balls oh, a lot. Oh yeah, like like um your friend. He said he's been adopted by one. That's right. Yeah. So there you go. But I mean, it's all. I mean, it's real. A lot of it is real. I mean. Some of it is telltale because I mean you've always got people. No matter what you do, they always want they always want it to be about them, and yeah. they make up all these like like some of the kids at school. Yeah. In it, some of them make up stuff to make themselves really popular or really cool, and uh-huh. and it's it's difficult to to tell them apart, isn't it? Yeah. It's um it's difficult. Anyway, I'd just like to say thank you very very much for being the first guest on my show. You've been good. It's okay. Um, and I think if this goes okay. I think maybe I might be able to let you on again, all right? Oh, okay. So thank you very much for coming on, Mika. Bye-bye. And I'll see you downstairs for a coffee in a minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to episode three, which so far is, I'd say, the best, the longest, and uh, the first guest on it. Um, that's it. Again, thank you so much for all the love and support, all the real, real, real nice comments that I get. It's the only thing that keeps me going. So, much love, be cool, thanks for listening to Fascination Street, ciao.